Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. Two of them are bold, one's got hair. My name's Luke Condor with Kate and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. It's Mr. Ben Arrington. Which one's bold? Which one's got hair? <laughs> you can tell by the sound of our voices. And also our regular yep. co-host, Mr. Um, it's Andy Conjure at Turner. Sorry, guys. I have to adjust my, my headphones. All this hair in the way. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's not a problem I have. <laughs> that has a wig. I can sell. A spray on there. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just you on the dog side of my head. Got a new two yeah, brandy. <laughs> um Yeah, I'm good. Hello. <laughs> hey. Right, okay, so uh we're at we're at the end of the year. I think it's the new year as of tomorrow. Uh, and a few hours. Uh but we've had Christmas and we've had time to drink and eat and do stuff and watch films and um get hangovers maybe or not. And uh, we've been thinking about like our end of year list. Last year, me and Ben, we did uh, top five, some honourable mentions and some bits and pieces. So we thought we'd do the same this year. Yeah, we thought we'd invite Andy along for the for the fun of it. Because, you know, he might have seen stuff that we hadn't seen. We might have seen stuff that he hadn't seen. It could be a lovely exchange of uh, information. And, you know, we'll go away feeling better about ourselves and been more knowledgeable on the genre because of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly so, that. <clears throat> uh, is there any news you wanted to share before we? You know, I had a little bit of a look around for news, and I don't know if there's anything super specific that um, I have managed to see. However, I thought I would mention that um, the BBC take on Dracula, another another adaptation of Dracula, starts on January the fourth. The first, sorry. New Year's Day, and then I think it's going on Netflix on January the 4th. So I wondered if anyone's seen the trailer for that or if anybody likes the look of that. It's Mark Gattis, isn't it? Mark Gattis and uh, someone else yep. put it together. Um, Correct. Yeah, it, looks, it looks good. Although, uh, again, I don't know if I'm ready for another Dracula adaptation just yet. Nothing is quite top dead and loving it, Luke. No. No. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen, the quintessential Dracula. <laughs> exactly, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, or maybe, well, when would you be ready for one? Because it feels like it's one of those things that obviously gets added. There's some form of adaptation every couple of years. So yeah. how long should they leave it, Luke? I like to save them up and watch, the, watch about five in a week. And uh, yep. then I'm done for a while. You're crazy on it. Yeah. yeah, well, this this one looks kind of kind of interesting. I don't know much about the lead actor who's playing Dracula. Do you think he's like Danish or something? Hmm. Uh, so yeah, having a sort of unknown guy take on it must be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I'll give it a go on the old New Year's Day. Why not? Yeah, I'll give it a try. Uh, any other news that anybody knows about? Well, is it, is so it, have we heard? This is half remembered news. <laughs> I don't know who the team Favorite is. Kind. Who- who put it together but the, the team who made the uh friday the 13th game there's sort of four yeah. against one game sort of thing where one person plays uh jason and the other players play the camp okay. counselors i yeah. saw that they were making a predator game which is the same thing yeah so it's mm. like four people are the commandos in in the woods and they're uh, killing um soldiers and then at some point the predator joins in and has mm-hmm. to sort of you know Kill and skin so, everyone. So this good. is this oh, is predator, predator hunting grounds, which I think they showed the trailer just before they showed the Resident Evil Free trailer on PlayStation State of Play. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, like a multiplayer, you know, I guess you can play online as well as locally. But it looks pretty, pretty interesting, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. everyone. I mean, pretty terrifying running through the jungle, scared of the old uh, predate, predator. Scared of the wobbly air. As a predator. <laughs> can you be any of the characters from the movie, or is it just like you're just nameless marines? I bet you can I bet you can be Arnie for like a paid like a paid, paid DLC yeah. pre order. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. It doesn't say anything about it on from this what this write up. But yeah, interesting. I was I was dead into the idea of the Friday the thirteenth game. I backed it on the Kickstarter and everything, but then when I got it, I realised that it was um gotta play online with bloody other people, aren't you? The worst. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid people that are always like better than you. It's like oh, oh I, yeah. I like, <laughs> I like yeah. playing against the computer and being good at games, not online and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I played the the Dead by Daylight one a fair bit. So which is oh, like there's loads the... of um horror icons and that you can get all the yeah all of them can't you well they sort of made their own so there was like a leather face equivalent and uh like a, a witch equivalent or whatever uh, and then they started to sort of get right so you could there's mike michael myers in there and i think uh um i don't know, actually who else is in there is i think there... there's a scream maybe there's a freddy yeah there's, i think there's a freddy yeah yeah uh but that was really fun i mean you're right i mean it, it's too difficult i mean <laughs> If you manage to go up against someone who's playing for the first time, you might stand a chance for winning. But if you're playing against anyone experience, it's just far too difficult. And it's really off-putting. Like I think with games like that, and most most games have a big online component. There is a window. It's about getting it quite early and getting good. At it. I think if you come to that game like a week yeah. late, then unless the matchmaking is yeah. really well put together, it's tough. Yeah. But um, maybe we should. Um, Get copies, then we can just all play against each other and people we know. Therefore, it's less depressing. Yeah, we can get good and then invite newbies to play, and we can just pretend we're good. Um, but yeah, but that's that's it for news. Predator game, and uh, whatever you said before, what was it? <laughs> uh, Dracula. Dracula, big Dracky, Dracky man. Cool. All right. Um, 
Is there anything else? I, I feel like there must be other stuff, but maybe, maybe not. No, there's not much. It's kind of died down, and everyone's nobody's working. Nobody's filling out these yeah. uh, horror news blogs. Yeah. The only people, the only people on the internet just giving their opinions on Star Wars, right? And that's it. That's that's a hundred percent of the internet at the minute. Exactly. Yeah. Has um, everybody has everybody seen a Star Wars? I've seen a few. Yeah. I've seen this I've one. Seen as a well. few. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I took Dad. Uh, he hadn't seen the other two of the trilogy, so even though I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" Within ten minutes, because there's so much information blasting into your face, my dad was uh, he was he was like a shell of his former self when he walked out of that cinema. <laughs> He had no idea what he'd seen. Am I a Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> I can't want to be a Jedi after I watch that. out of there, yeah. Um, yeah, it's fun. I like. I thought it was cool. I mean, it's plenty of plot holes. Well, I, I don't know if it's got a plot hole. I didn't, I didn't put it into any scrutiny at all. I just thought, oh, look, there's a, there's a VR trooper in here. There's a little uh, mechanic puppet thing that was really good. Uh, it was yeah. fun. I mean, what else can I say about yeah, it? I liked him. I liked the little yeah. puppet man. I spent a little yeah. bit of time considering the age-old problem of how come the goodies have green, la- like red lasers, and the yeah. baddies have green lasers. But that isn't true when they're in space. And then oh. realized they'd not paid attention for about ten minutes, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> you lost it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a few things. I mean, um, we're going to spoilers, I guess, because people are probably going to watch it. But um, I think if you've seen the others, you may as well watch it. I mean. And it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's totally mediocre and acceptable. Yeah, and it's a it's just, a, this is a film. Yeah, this is a yeah. film. And it's a film that happened, happen in it. and you could watch it. And there are some things you might like, and there are some things you might not like. But at this point, because there's so many now, and it's such like an pretty much may as well be an ongoing series. It's like if you watch an episode of EastEnders that you didn't, oh, I didn't like what Phil was up to this week. Sorry, there'll be another one next week. Maybe Bill will get the chippy back. Who knows? <laughs> he won't. He'll lose it again. Um, I read somewhere that they're, that they're abandoning the trilogy format for future I think that's a good idea. Films. Break out of it. Do something different. And you're not yeah. tied down to... The thing is, I feel like I've been kind of doing Star Wars... I've been overdosing on Star Wars this month, so I've played and completed, uh, well, the main story at least for Jedi Fallen Order, and I've watched all the episodes of The Mandalorian, so I feel like I've been consuming really high-quality, tasty, fulfilling Star Wars. It's been lovely, right? And then when I went to watch Rise of Skywalker, it was like um, having a... like a Happy Meal, but then the toy was made of regret. Oh, no. (laughs) And I ate all that those as well. Ki- all those all kids, for those Happy Meals with regret. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's the thing because I've been because I've I've really enjoyed Mandalorian and really enjoyed the 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 new PS4, well, the new Jedi game. That that this just feels a bit like it leaves a sour taste in the mouth. Tell you what, it does annoy me a little bit because I was a big reader of the Star Wars expanded novels. There's 17 years worth of storylines that they could pick and choose. They could just go, let's have a bit of that, and we could we can curate this this massive stuff into a really fantastically plotted out beautiful trilogy that, that tells a fantastic story and they were like no we just make it up as we go along yeah. we don't need it that it does sir. feel I like think... it's made up do you reckon they didn't want to pay like whoever was involved in the novels and sort well, of I, don't credit think, them. I don't think Star Wars the Star Wars people have a short of money <laughs> yeah. no, I, no, I, don't, I don't know about as um as the Game of Thrones guys, basically another one. Like, sorry, going on top onto the pop culture topics, I guess. But um, 
the ending of Game of Thrones that a lot of people weren't happy with, right? But basically, you're in a place where in the time you've got to construct this piece of fiction that's coming out, you're under time pressures, and every fucker in the world is very busy guessing and trying to write articles about how they've guessed exactly what you're going to do. So if you're going to put any sort of surprise in, you're probably going to piss people off because it's not what they expect and people only want the surprises they're expecting. So it's it's a tough gig. I don't envy them doing it. I mean, depends how much they're getting paid, I guess. Maybe I do envy them. Yeah. I mean, they get so much hate as well, the creators. And Ryan Johnson, I mean, that um, the amount of like social media hate directed at him, I mean, it's it's got to be like wearing down on him a little bit, just yeah, a little bit. Got... <laughs> the cracks will start to show. He'll oh. uh, he'll um, he'll kill himself. <laughs> if you if you if you're listening, if you're listening, Ryan, um, don't obviously. Yeah, Knives but, Out um, was fantastic. Knives Out was great, and I like the Last Jedi. I think I need yeah, to watch I mean, it again. I'm gonna, I watched I'm the Last Jedi back, back, and I I pretty much like it. It's yeah. not. It's not completely terrible. It's not void of like um, original ideas, like I feel like the Force Awakens and and this one is. It feels like it's trying something a little bit different, but you know, yeah. there we go. Okay, let's go into horror stuff. Did you? Are we going straight into the top five of the year, or do you want to do another category first? Um, I guess we just do a little countdown of our top five because all all the other categories are kind of like following on from that, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So if we just do a top five, if we just go take it in turns, just do our number five. Obviously, there are going to be times when when the the films cross over. So yeah. I guess the first the first time they're mentioned, we'll discuss them in in detail. Okay, cool. Who wants to go first? Andy, you can go first. All right, then I might have a a unique one for my five. Then um, one I came to late in the year instead, it was coming out number five. Surprisingly, perhaps was Child's Play for me. Ooh, okay. Oh, hello. And I think I probably drove at this because it was such a surprise. I watched it on a plane with really low expectations because I thought I'd seen all of the build up to before it, you know, when it was coming out. Lots of people, not my Chucky hashtag, um, <laughs> including, um, you know, some of the stars of the old movies, right? But um, I really liked it. I thought it was yeah. very smartly done. This is for Tupac. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought um, Mark Hamill, obviously an excellent voice actor. I think he really brought what is a you know a, a puppet character to to life. Um, I actually, feel a bit bad for Chucky though. I think uh, he's a victim. He's the biggest victim of all in the whole thing. He's the but original the, victim. Got you. He is. Yeah. Um, there's some great funny moments in that film. I wasn't expecting it to be as funny as it, as it was. Do you need a bit when he's <coughs> Uh, thing he's cutting a sandwich and he sort of yep. slams a knife into the like Chucky's watching him and sort of recreating all his mo- mo- uh, movements trying to like learn how to be a, a thing in the world and he's just there stabbing without a knife just practicing <laughs> practicing his stabbing motion and yeah. um, goes that saying that Aubrey Plaza even though she didn't have too much to do in this movie I think she's great in everything that she's in yeah she does a yeah. fantastic job yeah she managed to sort of dial back the um uh, Edge Lordy sort of uh, deadpan, whatever that whatever that stick is that she's got, that she's amazing at. I think this kind of character needed it dialing back just a little bit, which I think she managed to do pretty perfectly. It was the first time we've seen the kind of role she was in. She was like somebody's mum. Yeah, which, you know, yeah. just putting her in a completely different role. Does it make you feel old by extension? Like, oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, <definitely. laughs> yeah. I was like, oh god, Jesus. 
Uh, yeah, but that's a good that's a good choice. I, it didn't make my top five, unfortunately. But I thought it was all right. I wasn't yeah. totally blown away by it. I think mean, it was it was fun. I didn't really pay a lot of attention to a lot of the build up and uh, like trailers and everything like that. Mm. To the point where I didn't even realize it was Mark Hamill until about you know maybe halfway through, yeah. which sounds kind of ridiculous. But I was like, oh wait, that's Mark Hamill, isn't it? That's so you, you maybe in, I wasn't engrossed in, in the film. Yeah, maybe I wasn't paying yeah. the right oh, that's amount. That's Aubrey Plaza. All right. <laughs> that's all re- this is Chucky. This is Charles play. Hang on, the telly's on. <laughs> yeah. I'm conscious. I've experienced consciousness. Finally, yeah. out of my coma. There we and go. This might come up as a theme for the things I've watched, but I think as I was putting my top five together, I realised that maybe this year and perhaps it's a feature of the fact that the world is so depressing at the minute maybe um but i think a lot of things that there's probably better films and they've got you know some great artistry and great construction in the actual film there that haven't made my top five when i sat down to actually write it because i think i've probably leaned towards a lot of films this year that have got um you know a little bit of lightness and a little bit of comedy in with the horror this year as well i think yeah. When I was reading through the list of films that came out this year, the ones I really put on my top five at the end, not exclusively, um, as we get to the top, that'll become obvious. But um, I think there's been a, quite a few that I made it on there because I, when I went to make this list, I sat and I thought, oh, I'd love to, I'd, I'd sit and I'd choose to watch that again right now. Whereas there are some fantastic films where maybe in a year or so's time, I'll be, I'll be in a frame of mind to go back. But right now, I wouldn't need to watch them again. Okay. So I think uh, you're making a good distinction here. So these aren't what my five aren't the best movies, but they're my favorite. Like they're yeah ones I'll watch again and be happy to watch and that kind of thing. I understand that some of these choices aren't the best movies, but you know, they're my favorite five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to just to jump in, we got loads of responses on the Facebook group from people who said their own favorites. So I'm just going to jump in every now and again and just just put one in. Um, Anthony Hello, Doyle yeah. for this year. <laughs> Uh, he says he loved it chapter two, although he's a sucker for Pennywise though, so that's going to be his pick for 2019. I don't think it chapter two was anywhere near my list, to be perfectly honest. Uh, it was fun, but and it had some great <clears throat> moments, but it wasn't. Um, yeah, it wasn't one of my top five, unfortunately. I think I had the opposite reaction to it that I did to Child's Play, whereas I think I went into that with higher expectations because of. I think a fondness of the original because of the fantastic cast that were behind it and because of how much I enjoyed chapter one. And then as a result, um, there are elements of it where it almost feels, and this is no bad thing, I guess, but almost like an anthology piece or a clip show where it felt a bit disjointed and you were just having brief segues between another set piece. Uh, I felt maybe it didn't hang together quite as well as it, as it might've done, but um it's nothing against the way of the film. I'd still say it was a film I enjoyed, just didn't quite break top five for me. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Ben? You look very thoughtful on the concept uh, of it. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, I was just, I was just looking back at my list then for a second, just thinking, you know, were they my favourites or am I in the same frame of mind as you two? But yeah, I think, I think they're my favourite. It's a combination of like being the mm. mo- the best horror well, film. Well, sometimes your favourites are the best movies. Like yeah, there's, there's and then there's maybe two. Maybe there's two occasion. There's two in there which I've kind of like added as being. They've kind of nudged a couple of others out just because over the course of time, I think I look back on them fonder than I do any of the others. Yeah, yeah. 
Sure. Okay, uh, Ben, do you want to take what's your number five? Uh, yeah, so my number five, with that in mind, is uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which I think I was pretty happy with after we saw it and after we recorded our episode. But since then, I've kind of, it kind of is something that I've been telling people about and sort of, it's a weird one because it's a, again, it's like a PG-13 or like a 12A horror movie. It's like a goosebumpsy movie. But people die in it. Like things, bad things. People happen do to die people. in it, yeah. But yeah. but at the same time, it's a, I guess it's kind of like a not a child's movie, but it's kind of in that vein, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And a lot of the iconography I kind of really enjoyed, and it's yeah, kind of been yeah. some. I think it's been some of the best monstery stuff we've seen we've seen this year. Uh, yeah. So I I really enjoyed it, and after we discussed it on the episode, I decided to include it in my. In my top five. I tell you what, I'm definitely I'm never going to forget the hugging monster thing with the big, yeah. with the big fat face. Have you, have you, see, have you seen it, Andy? Yeah, I think, was I? Did I talk to you about it or just listen to the episode? And, you on the episode and, think, and, and talk did, along and just think, and just think <laughs> along as I went. Sometimes I think I maybe you were that. on the episode because I remember when you went, you when you went to see it, and then you. Uh, oh God, I can't remember. Yeah, I, um, I, I may have been on that one, but yeah, I um, I liked it. I I enjoyed it, and I think what gets me is this is kind of a movie that I think maybe the things that we didn't enjoy so much about it are purely related to the age we are. I can imagine if I had been the target audience of this film, it'd be my favourite movie. Mm-hmm. And then there are people that will have whatever the version in twenty years is, of, you know, in the future of podcasts where it's directed straight into your brain or what have you they'll be the ones talking about how this was their first horror movie and they'll be, you know, they'll watch it time and time again and always go back to it. I think, um, you know, it's got some great work in it too. I think yeah. because I had like absolutely no expectations going into it. Um, I think it really did surprise me. Whereas things like this year, something like it chapter two or perhaps pet cemetery where I had massive expectations going into it. And I loved the look of it and the trailers and ended up being, you know, hugely disappointed by pet cemetery. And then, my kind of disappointed by it chapter two this was something that stood out to me because i didn't have any expectations i think it delivered from start to finish it's always the way yeah. to go have no expectations just don't, in life just don't yeah. expect anything i don't expect anything mate i yeah. went into this episode thinking this is probably going to be a bit naff and, yeah. Yeah, and i'm loving it so far <laughs> great there you go. Oh, there a you great go. time um okay well uh so ben scaife in the facebook group put my number five as his favorite so i'll them together. Uh, my number five is Us. Uh, so Ben Scaife says, there's not quite many good ones this year so you'd have to say Us but he didn't think it was brilliant. I'm the same sort of way I thought Us was fantastic mostly but I really like it's that explanation, that exposition scene at the end really sort of did not sit right with me but the rest of it was great. Like the se- the music sequence at the end where they're sort of dancing and yep. slashing at the same time that was fantastic. The, the, the build up <laughs> was great. The I mean, it's just another sort of Jordan Peele great I was, movie. I was on this one as well, Luke. So Us is my number three um, right. for, for this year. Us is my number four. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, and all the same things you just said. Like, I think it's not without its flaws. Jordan Peele is, without a doubt, one of the continuing rising stars of like of horror. And the stuff he's done just this decade alone has been fantastic by and large yeah. um and all the same things you're saying that the the musical cues that come into that movie and there are some shock moments like um 
the scene where the clones of the main family first turn up in the house and when they visit the the other family that they know as well yeah, um, yeah. there are some great individual moments of that of that movie some really shocking moments it just unravels slightly with the explanation at the end <clears throat> that being said i would go back to that world and see another film set in the set around that as universe there's <clears throat> the best yeah. i saw someone say um someone was saying uh, that exposition scene the problem is as soon as they start to even try to explain it it makes you rethink everything you've just seen through that lens and it kind of takes you out of the movie completely if they just skipped past that and like leaned into the weird of it then we could just it didn't need i just didn't need that explanation at all um just a quick one as well natalie guzzi in the facebook group put us in her top four of the year as well Uh, and kelsey jankovic mentioned it as well and ben you got it in your number four yeah, yeah. So it's my number four. I don't know if you guys remember, but the trailer for this dropped on Christmas Day last year. Remember that? No. <laughs> on memories. <laughs> on, on memories of an easier time. Uh, yeah, so I think everything from like the music, obviously using I Got Five on it, um, heavily in the trailers and everything. Oh, yeah. I Got Five on it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, think, I think I agree is that when the, there's a lot of mystery surrounding it, as soon as the mystery starts to unravel and we find out a bit more, it kind of loses it loses something that yeah. makes it kind of you kind of just go all right kind of needs to end now okay but i think it's re- a really well done like got some of the best like it again it's another film which is kind of funny and it is kind of a world you kind of enjoy being in you enjoy being with the characters um and some really good performances as well uh and again some great sort of iconography i think that's really important sometimes in horror films is that the red jumpsuits and and the scissors and all that stuff is kind of like really iconic and it's just and again it's an original concept so it's really great to see something like that doing so well and especially from a filmmaker like jordan peele obviously did so well with get out and it's good that his follow-up is not as good obviously but it stands alongside it pretty well yeah yeah um okay Andy. Okay, wait, 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 is num- that right? We've got everyone there? Is that Medina's the right way around? Andy, Ben, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. So, John, so that's four, it, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. of course, yeah, yeah. Um, so, my number four, again, I'm not sure anyone else will have this on their top five. Ben, I know you weren't a huge fan, so maybe you will scoff along with some others, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, again, because... It was a bit lighter. Um, I hadn't actually seen the original to this, but I really enjoyed Happy Death Day to you this year, hence it being my number four for the year. Ben's trying not to scoff. Oh, well, I, was, I just had I had an idea, and as soon as you started saying that you hadn't seen the first one, I knew what you were going for. But uh, I'm going to scoff at you, Andy. We've all got different tastes. I've yeah. not seen the and second I'm not going to but... tell you yours, yours is wrong. Uh, oh, no. I liked it. <laughs> oh no! He'd think it, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's writing it down now. I can see his hand going. <laughs> Crying. Um, wait, so Andy, have you not seen the first one? Um, no, I haven't. I still haven't. Um, that seems. Weird. I think it's one of those things that was probably on Netflix until I went to look for it on there, and then disappeared. I will watch it at some point. I know yeah. the first one is a lot. It's a straighter um, horror movie until the end, right? But um, I just really. I, I liked how it embraced the silliness. I liked the sci-fi element that it went into. Um, maybe I'd like it more if I'd seen the first one first. I know it sort of revisits a lot from the first one and sort of turns it on its uh, turns the genre on its head a little bit. But um, again, loads of really fun set pieces. Um, 
I think the lead actress whose name currently escapes me because I'm now expected to say it on a recorded medium. <laughs> but um, but um, I thought she was fantastic. I thought a lot of it was it was just a lot of fun. And if I'm again thinking back to if I was going to sit down and watch something again right now to close out my year, yeah, I could imagine having fun with that of an evening. Yeah, we enjoyed the first one. Uh, I've not seen the second one, but the first one is a lot of fun. Uh, surprisingly. <clears throat> Um, I yeah. think I agreed that the the main actress. So just I'm gonna look a second. Jessica Rife, Jessica Roth, Jessica Rabbit, um, Jessica, Jessica Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah. I think she's really good. I think without her, I find I find these films would be for me at least kind of almost unwatchable. I didn't mind the first one. I think the first one's like it's like an interesting concept. It really leans into like the the slasher genre, and but something about the second one, it oh, I don't know. Something about the second one, I almost felt like. It really wasn't a horror film. Like I can't can't think of any moment in it that was like a horror film. And there's, I think there's at one point there's even a montage of her killing herself, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, uh, apart from the trope of the slasher in the mask, it's not yeah. really a horror movie at all. Not really, but um, yeah, an interesting take on on a horror horror trope, hmm. I guess. But I did I did include that was that so that was this year. Happy Death Day to you, wasn't it? I think because I missed the first one, I kind of got a bit confused as to when these films were even released. Yeah, it came up on Letterboxd as 2019 when I was oh, looking yeah, through yeah. what was out. So um, it was it one of those maybe that different releases in you know different sides of the Atlantic, and it came out at a funny time here. Yeah, well, I've listed it in in another category, so uh, I'm pretty sure it is 2019. There you go. Um, so Ben, your number four was us. Yeah. Okay. We'll um, chat about that again. <laughs> so it's onto me then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or number four. Okay. And my number four was. Um, uh, so I liked this when, it, when we first talked about it on the podcast, but it's the more and more I think about it, the more I enjoy it, and that's One Cut of the Dead. I think. Yeah. Although it's kind of uh, <laughs> painful to watch the first. 40 minutes or so like the the next uh 60 minutes or whatever it is are like fantastic in every way they're really emotional they really get you in that sort of diy filmmaking spirit they laugh out loud funny like insanely funny um and it's just a a bizarre movie and i I like the story the fact that it's um the uh, the director was sort of um they they were like made it on their own budget and they they're now like kind of huge in japan they've made tons of money from it it's just like a win-win on all on all bases and have you seen this one no it's on my list to see. i listened to the episode so i've spoiled it for myself as is tradition um well, but um I, I think you'd be fine i will still watch it yeah you should, yeah you should. yeah i saw someone on, on a facebook group put um they've been watching one there for 19 minutes and they're thinking about turning it off what's everyone raving about and everyone's in the comments were like don't <laughs> just keep going just, just push through that first bit because uh, it gets, yeah, it's fantastic. It's, it's an unusual Facebook, but hang on a second. Been watching for 19 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> you stop watching now, you're on your phone. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone else put that one, I think, uh, on the group. No. <clears throat> I didn't, so I, I did list that in a different, different category, but I didn't list it in my top five of the year because I think. I don't know if it's actually listed down as being a 2019 release on some stuff, but obviously oh, okay. it was. Yeah. It, it probably was a 2019 release for, you know, UK audiences or something. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, Andy, back to you. So number three um, was 
us for me. So um, yeah. again, unless in a happy death day to you, Twist, do you want to repeat that? Then we'll uh... <laughs> see you kill yourself in a, in a much in a, in a in a really exciting, adventurous way. Don't all do with, it. And all the five guns, of your film just... picks should be happy death day to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Ben. So, yeah, so my so my number three um, I put as Little Monsters. Another oh, film yeah. starring uh, Lupita and Yongo. Um, I thought it was like, this film was amazing. Like, I really wasn't sure what to make of it from the start. Um, but it's like a really heartwarming film. It's like hilarious, but like not afraid to get really, really over the top and gory when it needs to. Um, and like really young kids in zombie peril is a really weird sort of feeling. Like, like kids who are like, you know, five and six running away from zombies or being told that it's just a game. These kids are just these zombies are just, you know, it's just part of the game. It's a game. I mean, we've got to run away from them. I thought it was like really like the actors. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they're a bit older than five and six now. Uh, on, I think on, they're on the like, knees, you know, seven <laughs> Um I think, but they're, Lupita, in their 30s. <laughs> they're all in their fr- It's like Greece where they're all, all in their fruits pretending they're in school. Hey, I'm Danny. Danny Zuko. I'm definitely it's John 35. Travolta now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. dressed as a child. Ah! Uh, Lapita and Yongo isn't like she's not really like the lead. There, there's a there's like a there's a guy who's like the lead. She's kind of like just a character who's introduced probably about like thirty minutes in. Um, but she's like amazing. She gets to do a lot of zombie killing. She's just like a, a ukulele playing. Have you guys both seen this? No, no I, I haven't. Know, but good okay. Things. Yeah. She's like a ukulele playing sort of um, teacher who's really like positive and, you know, and seeing her kill zombies is great. And then uh, uh, Josh Gad is also in it as like a, a sort of like a Mr. Tumble type character, like a TV, a TV sort of personality who the kids all love. Um, but actually, when, there's, when the shit starts hit, hitting the fan, it turns out he's an absolute douche. And I thought that was a really, yeah. really good character but yeah it's a really good it's a really good movie like the the main character's got a really interesting character arc um and you know for a zombie film you learn a lot about there's a lot about like family and uh responsibility and growing up loads of stuff like that and i think it's a really unique film and uh yeah i, re- I really liked it so it's my number three uh, Natalie Guzzi in the Facebook group has, has put a little monster as well like i said i've heard nothing but good things about it yeah i've heard good things yeah, yeah. Is it on, uh, is it again, on Netflix. So where where is it? I think it's on Hulu. Right, I think okay. it like what yeah. came out on Hulu originally. Um, but yeah, another film that I pretty much <clears throat> had no expectation of of going in. I kind of watched it based on the poster more so than anything else. I don't think I'd seen a trailer. I thought the poster looked kind of cool. So her like leaping and some zombie arms trying to grab her legs. Uh, you know, and I thought, hey, this looks quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, and a great and obviously a great year for uh, Lupita Nyong'o is with us as well so it's kind of like off the back of that i wanted to watch it nice 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 uh oh uh me right cards i'm well annoying uh okay so uh my number three <laughs> is a dark horse of a movie that uh i think anyone else would have picked no one else a lot of people hated it people absolutely detested this thing and I thought it was weird and wonderful and bizarre and crazy and good. And that's Wounds. I, uh, oh, wounds. oh, no. It's fantastic. Like, it's, that, oh, right, it's okay. really disturbing, this film. He's scoffing there, then. He is scoffing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's, oh bloody it's, hell. It's yeah. another one for his scoff notebook. 
and he won't scoff outwardly then. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is fantastic. Andy, you you watched it? I mean, I'm no, it doesn't of course, pro- no, I've not I've not got around to it yet. It's been um, I'm I'm <laughs> experiencing my own hell and I'm moving house. So oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> all okay. my free time is spent doing. Well, you may you may hate it. You, a horror show. <laughs> you may hate it. Uh, I mean, a lot of people have, um, but I don't know. This it's just disturbing and it's unsettling and that's what i like in a in a horror movie and it's got i won't i won't spoil the ending but it's um you know it doesn't end well for uh, i've got it on my i've got it on my watch list this storm where they find a phone right yeah oh yeah so the setup is army hammer works uh in a new orleans bar and there's a big fight that breaks out in the bar and there's some teenagers who are like uh, laughing about it one of the guys in the fight gets uh glass in the face um, and then the teenagers leave, and they leave this phone behind. And he unlocks the phone because he can see their fingerprints on there on the screen, and the dust and smudges and stuff. And then oh. he finds really disturbing. It's like a modern Lovecraftian thing. They find a disturbing artifact, and on it he finds really disturbing ritualistic things on the videos and stuff. And and then he starts to find a cult coming after him. And um, it just it's it's, it's very uh, sort of cosmic horror, <laughs> weird horror, that sort of. Um, yeah, it's, See, it's that, great. That sounds great. I don't know anyone would scoff at that. I'll uh, maybe watch that a bit later. Well, I think watch it, I, maybe watch it tonight. Even the biggest um, <laughs> comments I've seen about it, people are saying it's just, um, um, they don't like Army Hammer. He gets a lot of stick, um, like unwarranted, really, because he's a good actor. I um, like Army Hammer. I like. Yeah, um, yeah. I've seen the Man from Uncle with the well, the Superman from Uncle, because um, Superman's in it as well, right? But um, I've not seen he's it, good. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good film. Uh, what was I going to say? So people are saying, I think people are just confusing it with something that's a bit more like uh, the not the Grudge, uh, the Ring or something. You know, it's evil technology that kind of okay. thing. But it's way it's different to that. It's not it's not one of those films. I don't think. I kind of like I like Army Hammer, but I just feel like his character in this was like was like a bit of a douche, and I didn't feel like yeah. he had any like. That's good. Yeah, I don't. I was like, am I rooting for him? Am I rooting for someone else? Like, what's going on? There's this guy. He's like working in a bar. Why am I supposed to be interested in this guy? That's what I kind of felt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I just felt like it was one of those films. Like it, it really did threaten, or it really did seem to be going somewhere. But I, f- I mean, for me at least, I felt like it had no payoff. So like all these things, obviously, like the Lovecraftian things, I felt like yes, they kind of dipped a toe. I also kind of feel like they could have dipped a foot. Didn't well, go all the way you, you wanted them to. Well, I've heard someone say a similar thing, but they didn't see a thing at the end, which I don't know how we can talk about this without spoiling it. Uh, oh, sorry, I'll forget. <laughs> no, it's all right. Uh, I'm, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you did see it, but maybe it just didn't didn't click. But I, I really I really liked it myself. Uh, so maybe, I'll go with that. Yeah, there was a picture on a laptop of someone's arsehole, wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone pulls out someone's arsehole. And that's why I just reminds me of my own laptop. I was like, I can, I can relate. Anyway, yeah, exactly. Um, and I do, and I do obviously like uh, what's her name, um, Dakota. Yeah, she, she was uh, a bit milk soppish in this one. Uh, she's like, yeah, a, she was, a, she was a bit of a nothing character. Zazy Beats, isn't it? Yes. I don't understand what kind of character she was supposed to be. Army Hammer was like trying to cop off of her, but she was always like had a boyfriend hanging off of her. All right, I was Jesus. confused by the whole <laughs> scenario, mate. <laughs> 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 Fucking free. Not laying into my list. 
I mean, put it, get your notebook out and start writing in that. Um, so yeah, it's man. I think it's great. I think it's definitely stuck with me more than most films this year. So that's what I'm going with. You can't take it away from me, Ben. Uh, <laughs> is it back to me again? <laughs> yeah, already. Uh, so um, number two, right? Um, so yeah, yeah. number two again, theme emerging here, maybe because it's Christmas and I've been playing a board game or two. Um, I really enjoyed Ready or Not this year so much so that it is my number two pick of the year. Um, yeah, I loved Ready or Not. Um, Samara Weaving is great. Um, much you know, the cast itself was great. I enjoyed. The slasher elements, I really enjoy the the payoff at the end, both in terms of yeah, it being yeah. hilarious and a nice way to to end the movie. Some of the set pieces were good, but at the same time, I'm, I'm leaning into the bits that were humorous and a bit lighter about it. There is some great genuine tension in that movie when she is, you know, when she's hiding, like behind the kitchen cabinet when the guy is there making his tea, the, the butler. Oh, he's like whistling, like they, singing to yeah. himself, operatic singing to himself. Yeah, it's funny. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's some there's some great moments in it, and there are some great individual like kills as well. Even the ones that are then played off for comic relief, you know, like with the identical maids, all of them being someone's favourite that get killed off by someone. Yeah. Um, and there's the horrible terror hawks grandma that um, that's really into the murdering people, and yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And again, I think of a film that I would, you know, buy on on home video cassette. To, to watch again or um you know put on when friends come round for a bit of a horror movie night this is one i'd i i think i'll bring out years from now yeah yeah uh, i really <laughs> liked it it's not on my list but it, it's um it's an honorable mention for me uh ready or not i uh I, I, probably means i think i saw like an early cut of it i saw the scream unseen i remember you went earlier. to the yeah you went to the and special screen it was missing some audio which is weird and i think like some of the editing felt like it needed like it wasn't quite tight like to be like it would be lingering on for a few seconds too long so it didn't quite feel quite as snappy as it should have but it was great i love the ending i think it's a, a perfect ending yeah not, uh, not yeah, your list, ben. Same, same here it's not on my <laughs> list um it didn't make it didn't quite make my um oh, honorable mentions here comes but a notebook. Like... Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> but, i mean i, I thought, it was, thought it was all right you know it's not even a notebook now it's just photos of us they can be scratching the eyes out for the compass yeah. i've drawn andy but i've drawn him bold oh no. just going, ah, yeah One how day. do you like it huh um okay uh ben what's your number two uh number two i've gone for dr sleep um but another one that's kind of like stuck with me i think it might be a little bit too long Mm. Uh, maybe a little bit but I think it's up there with some of the best Stephen King adaptations because you know when you've read when you've read the book and then you see the film there's obviously always that thing where you go this ain't how I pictured it in my brain like you expect the filmmaker to somehow pander to your imagined world (laughs) that you've done but this was one of those where I was like this is how I imagined it in my brain and there's something really uh, satisfying about that but yeah I think in all all the shining stuff which obviously there isn't there isn't um, all that much of in the book um, it did really well it did really well Mar- marrying those styles between Stephen King and Stanley Kubrick but also it had its own like individual identity obviously the fact that it's like a Mike Flanagan film um, given, given yeah, you felt it was a bit long Ben um, are, yeah. you, are you up for the uh, is there an extended cut coming out when it comes to 
to yeah, home video cassette or, or director's cut or something yeah, yeah. i mean i sure sure thing i'll watch a little bit more of it um i think uh rose the hat played by is it rebecca ferguson yeah is pretty superb i think um ewan mcgregor is solid throughout uh the the young actress playing uh what's the character's name uh, the young actress playing Cadabra. Cadabra, Abra Cadabra, yeah. that's it. Um, is really good. And, you know, the fact when as soon as we get to see the shining stuff and we hear the music and there's that panning shot, that drifting, tilting shot, um, I, I got goosebumps. I was all over that, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh well okay, yeah, I won't I go to my number two and then <laughs> may have given away my number one. Uh, okay, so uh, number two uh, for me was, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this one, uh, but it's like the most disturbing film I've seen in a long time. It's uh, Gaspar Noe's Climax, which is that uh, dance yeah. inferno, disco inferno one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a it's slightly on the arty side, which I like a bit of the arty farty stuff myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, it's um, so just one night, I think it's about 20 dancers get locked in uh, a big dance hall. And uh, someone spiked. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's the punch of acid. Uh, and then it starts off really, everyone's friendly, dancing, flirting and stuff. And then it just gets increasingly, increasingly disturbing as it goes through. Like it's it's fucking wrong. Some of the stuff that happened in this film <laughs> is like morally wrong, abhorrent. But like you feel dirty watching it. But um, you, I need a little bit of dirt every now and again. So like I need to like feel. <laughs> like it's should... arty dirt. Then you're yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is, is filthy. Dirt? Well, I need to. Like... around your ankles. <laughs> every now and again, you need to see a film <laughs> that makes you think. I probably shouldn't be watching this. I like I like that in a film. Uh, a film that, like, if your if your partner or your mum were to walk in, what are you watching? Oh, it's porn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching porn again. Yeah. As I'm long as you're not watching any, as long as there's no murders. Nah, nah, just regular. 
If you, as long if, as you're not watching a Gaspar Noy film, are you? Are you? Admit it. Admit it. No. No. I mean, no. <laughs> so, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, if you're looking for like a, a very intense uh, couple of hours, then yeah, you can't go wrong with this film. I'll just go down to local Asda, mate. For, for an intense the, um... couple of hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it, this is on my list, though. This is on my list of something I want to I wanna see. Because I think I, I've seen... Irreversible. I've seen Enter the Void, both of which are like baffling, but you know, some kind, somehow cathartic experiences. This one isn't really. Uh, I haven't seen either of those, but I know Enter the Void in specifically is kind of like a mind fuck LSD trip. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that yeah. quite a few years ago. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's over ten years old already. Uh, but yeah, there's loads of stuff like weird point of view stuff and yeah. weird life, life after death shit. This one is, uh, isn't isn't so. Uh, it's not so head trippy. It's, it's me. You know everything that, that's going on. It's just you're the sober one in the party. I mean, that's what's quite effective about it. Is you're the you're the sober like fly on the wall. Right, you, guys. You, you see down. everyone else. Get a kebab. You know when everyone starts like drinking, everyone starts turning to dickheads. It's you're the sober one. It's like that, but times twenty, twenty one. Oh, <laughs> it's good. It's uh, it's really the sober good. one, and it's like, and it's your house as well. It's like, yeah. No, put a coaster <laughs> down, you dickheads. And I got yeah. Fabergé eggs everywhere. <laughs> Careful, the Farage eggs. Some of mum's coming over tomorrow. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, back to you, Andy. Right. So, um, am I getting the honour of going first with number one? So, yeah. Um, yeah for my number one this year, uh, a film. I was about to say it completely bucks the trend of everything else I've had, but actually, it becomes a comedy in the last ten minutes. So that's fine. It was. Um, it was Midsummer for me this year. I think. Um, and I and I came out of it as I was watching it. The whole film, I went through thinking, "Oh, this is quite a, a disturbing and you know hard hitting thing that's happening." Yeah. And it's only in the last ten minutes where it becomes hilarious. The sex, um, yeah. The uh, you know, with, well, with a bear. Oh, right, okay, oh, okay. You found that was a joke, was it? Yeah, <laughs> that was a funny joke, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but putting a man in a bear costume, he was like. To be fair, he deserved it. By the end, he was a wrong and yeah. <laughs> old. Um, what was the character? Was it Christian Gaslighter? Oh yeah, oh Gaslighter. Uh, got a bit of gaslighting, have you? You deserve to be burnt alive dressed as a bear. <laughs> I've only done a bit. Of, only done a bit of gaslighting. It's all I've done. Get in oh, the yeah. fucking pyramid <laughs> to, to his girlfriend, in the to his year, mates. To it is. Oh, yeah. wouldn't it be cool oh, yeah. if we did this dissertation together? Stop gaslighting me, mate. Yeah. Oh, it was your idea. Yeah. Um, Arias is a weird one. He, he mixes that horror comedy line because I was laughing in Hereditary as well a lot. It's, 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 it's yeah, it's, it's little girl gets red whacked off. Oh. Uh, was, was Hereditary? Was Hereditary our number one for last year? It was right. I think so. Yeah. So I mean, Midsummer is my number one as well. So oh, wow, he's stopping at this direct, one. Yeah. So I mean, director back to back horror movie. You know, have been our top ones this year. What does that? What does that show you? That shows that Ariaster is an absolute fucking legend, right? Ariaster make a new film. We're waiting. Ariaster <laughs> make a bloody new film. I want a film a year. Ariaster <laughs> put it top my list every year. Ari up. Ari up. <laughs> okay. yeah, Ari up. You asked to. Ari up. You asked to make a movie. Right, okay. <laughs> Get I, uh... someone in a bear dressed up to get a lot of fire. It'll be well funny. I think mid- I think with I think with this you've just guaranteed we all get invited to the premiere for the next one, right? Or exactly. a band for life. Yeah, either or. Uh, I mean, uh, what's it called? Midsummer has turned up on a lot of people's favourites. 
Natalie Guzzi is one of her favourites. Uh, Jesse Jankovic is one of her favourites. David Nesbitt, Midsummer. Uh, yeah, everyone likes this one. It's in my honourable mentions. I, was, I would have put it like a... Well, it was actually my number five, but um, I think I think it was uh, One Cup of the Dead that I slotted in that pushed it out. But I, I, I thought it was great. I think I just... I don't know. Maybe I need to watch it again. Um, it was fun. It was a very, very well-made movie. It's the, the best-made films. This is definitely up there. But I didn't. I don't know if I enjoyed it. I mean, there was some laugh-out-loud moments for sure. The, the sex and everyone getting involved. Everyone, everyone sighing and pushing his bum yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought, yeah. nice of you to help. Uh, yeah, there's something. Uh, the fact that most of it was like set in the daytime, I think, was one thing that was like really unnerving about it. That's what got it really for me weird. as well. And the wibbly wobbly bits. Um, oh, the when... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some really good cuts in this as well. Like the direction is 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 next level. One cut specifically is where Florence Pugh's character kind of like walks into a bathroom and then it kind of like the cut is her walking into like a, a airplane bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Just, oh, that was great. Yeah, that, that was absolutely uh, also... lovely, mate. I thought all of the opening stuff was fantastic. The reveal of the the family deaths. Was, was yeah, like that was crazy. Pretty, that was pretty brutal. I think well, I just yeah. wish it was a bit scarier. I think I just wish that some of the deaths were a bit more. I mean, they, oh my god, I'm not never going to forget those. You know, those two old people that jump off. Yeah, the... when MC Hammer comes and really finishes the old the old chap off, it's. Uh... <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, MC Hammer finishes yeah. the old chap off. Oh, push his head in. Don't finish him <laughs> off like that. Yeah. He's not in the mood. <laughs> I mean, oh, like. He it just be like bluffed his dive and managed to land on his legs and not his bonds. But um, he went, yeah, why did he go feet first? That was, an that was stupid. That was weird. Do you think he sort of chickened oh. out a little bit at the end? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just said, "Oh, maybe if I land on my arse, it'll be all right." Because maybe arse if he did land on his arse, that's the way. You know, you land, you slip on the stairs, and you bend your six on the stairs. Fucking hell! Oh, that that'd really sting. But um. Yeah, maybe it was just that, like they'd said, oh, now I've been practicing your dives. And it's like, yeah, 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 I've been practicing my dives and watching Tom Daly, and he just hadn't. They were like, oh, diving, diving. I had swimming lessons when I was a kid. Diving was hard. Pretended I got a cough to get out of it. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's like, uh, he hadn't prepared think, himself. Yeah. Florence, Florence Pugh's performance is, you know, really up there. Obviously, the last few years we've had, it's been the few, it's, we've had a few years of iconic horror performances where people are either doing a really incredible shocked face um tony collette uh get out and now florence Pugh, or a silver tear running down their face there's something like really sort of iconic about that yeah um and i just think that scene with florence Pugh sort of like howling in in pain and howling in agony physical not a uh, mental agony and everybody sort of like screaming with her yeah because that's so so strange about that. You're just like, what are they doing? And then yeah. you kind of like get it, and then you're still a bit like, what's going on? It's just something about you know cults or you know people from. I was about to say, <laughs> I was literally about to say people from another country. <laughs> Any foreigners? That's well. a true horror. Of, that's a true horror. Of 2019 foreigners. All right, uh, that's it. I'm joking, yeah. of course. But still, there's something really odd and strange about that. There's a culture that nobody has any idea about the true nature of, and as it's as as more and more is revealed about this culture, it becomes, it becomes more, and more, terrifying. more and more frightening. And I think that's it as well. Is that there's that area of the film where it's like, at what point would you stop being polite and just? Yeah, I think quite early on. Just leave. Yeah, 
second yeah. those people got their heads hammered, I'd say. Yeah, but that but then it didn't get it did there was those two people who complained. They're like, I'm gonna leave a bad <laughs> Yelp review and then they disappeared. Um I mean my number one is um is Doctor Sleep. Uh we've already talked about it. I think it's maybe my favourite Stephen King adaptation. It's the most Stephen King I'm a big Stephen King reader, and it's the most the film that's really captured what a Stephen King um story should be for me. So it's um yeah, that's what I'm going for. I won't go into any more detail. But I mean Midsummer, I probably should have placed it a bit higher, but mm, no. Nah. It's in your honorable honorable mentions, yeah? Yeah, yeah. What else is what else is in there? But Ready or Not, which I thought was great. Child's Play was unsuspectingly fantastic and funny and uh, great. And Headhunter was made for like 10 grand. And it's um, a really great little indie Viking Skyrim horror movie. Oh, I remember you talking about the Skyrim horror movie. Yeah. It should just be called that, then I'd remember it better. <laughs> it's on Shudder in a minute. Like I said, don't go into it expecting like, to have your tits blown off because it's not that film. <laughs> I don't know what Doesn't that's that dragon shouts can't blow anyone's tits <laughs> off and he got level two. What's <laughs> yeah. so it called? Head head headhunter. Headhunt the headhunter, I think. Head the headhunter. Yeah. Yeah. Flaming I mean, headhunter. You'll recognize it's not sure a minute. You'll recognise the if you you'll know which one it is because the cover art is fantastic. Uh and like the the aesthetic design of it is is great. Um it could have done a bit more money for a bit more monster fighting action. Oh uh, yeah, um, I recognize that. Yeah, it's, good. it's got some cool alchemy stuff going on. 72 minutes. Well, we couldn't afford any more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, USB drive I mean, was full. <laughs> <laughs> the USB drive full. Do you remember when, talking of really short really short films, do you remember when Joe Hex was released and it was like an hour and three minutes long or something? <laughs> and it was like, but what Josh, the hell? Josh Brolin, was it? Oh. Yeah. I didn't see that one. I think I did. Is Megan Fox in it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so. It's notoriously, obviously, one of the worst, one of the worst ones, isn't it? One of the worst Jonas. One of the worst adaptations of comic okay. book ever. One of the worst films ever, mate. Yeah. Um, what uh, about you? Honorable mentions. So I'll put it chapter two in there simply because I think. <sighs> Chapter one was so good. Yeah. Like it was better than I ever anticipated it being. That chapter two, even though it's way too long, probably like half an hour, maybe even 40 minutes too long, um, relies a little bit too heavily on, you know, these scare sequences that kind of like, are they dream sequences? What are we supposed to feel? I feel like the threat of Pennywise is almost completely gone. Pennywise gets really castrated in this film. You have to slag him off to death, don't you? Apart from from the scenes where he actually eats children, those bits were pretty great. Under the bleachers, that scene I think was was terrifying. But the re- but, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I think I'll give it an honourable mention because I think we're extremely lucky to have been able to have got an, a, a really good adaptation of this story in two parts. I think it wouldn't have really... I don't know if it would have worked if it was sort of like one one story and it interchanged between bits. It would have been a hell of a long film. Mm. Um, so I think the first one is perfect. The second one, unfortunately, is like something that kind of needed to happen. People wanted it. And... Yeah, <laughs> And uh, <laughs> Andy's dogs bloody love it as well. Yeah. Uh, they absolutely they're into it. They love yeah. it. Uh and I've also I've included Crawl as well as my honorable mm. mentions because I thought that was pretty 
solid, solid little monster monster movie. Um, and I've also included, even though it's like a comedy, Zombieland Double Tap, because I really wasn't looking forward to this. Every trailer I saw, every joke I saw, I was like, I'm going to hate this. Uh, but when I watched it, I was like, probably just as good as the first, you know? And the first is pretty good. And it's got a lot, it's got a lot going for it. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, what about you, Andy? Any honorable honorable mentions? Yeah, I don't need to go to them again, but like I listed it chapter two as an honorable mention. Again, I think the strength of the two films together is is sufficient to make it worth it's, a mention. It's sufficient. I had um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark to mention for reasons you already discussed. And the last one we had um, for me this year was the Resident Evil 2 remake. It's an honourable mention because it's not a film, I guess. Uh, but it was a very scary thing that I liked. Very much a horror item of the year. <laughs> a great uh, choice. In the Facebook group, John Connolly put, controversial choice maybe, but um, the best horror of 2019 was HBO's Chernobyl. Um, so he's gone non-movie as well. And that, that was great. Um, I've heard it's very good. I I had a podcast on the story, and it, I, it's a fascinating thing that happened. And apparently, there's some shots that are very close to what it was really like as well, right? Mm. Yeah, it's just quite a short series. You should definitely watch it if you if you can stomach it. I mean, there's one episode um, that's quite difficult to watch um, where they have to like control the animals in the area. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, that is a horror. That was very, very much a horror. Yeah. Was that it? And Resident Evil 2? Anything else? Or was that. No, that's all my honorable mentions. <laughs> other than that, I've just got my discoveries of the of okay. the year and what I'm looking forward to next. Okay. Best new discovery, Andy. Do you want to go for it? Um, I think you might have something to say about this one as well, Luke. I think it was officially released in 2018, but we saw it together at the, oh, at the yeah. Starburst Film Festival. Yeah. Um, Really, I haven't watched any trauma for a number of years. Yeah, but um, actually watching Return to Newcom High Volume Two with <laughs> Lloyd Kaufman there in the room with us, and yeah. some of our other friends' faces that we were watching, and I know you had you had your expectations set set a little bit more, but um, <laughs> but Carl and Dan a little less so, right? They um, they'd only just turned up within ten minutes. We shoved them into a theatre, and they had to watch two hours worth of like. Uh, tit ooze and <laughs> tit ooze dicks being like severed off and like the, the most <laughs> insane insane stuff but yeah that that was the screening i'll never ever forget yeah <laughs> I, I i think the experience of watching it where we did with the people that we did yeah having you know the the director and like you know the like I guess the godfather of all of like this whole subgenre of horror movie stand up and have like quite a nice candid chat with us about them making the films and how he approaches them. Um, it was quite an experience that like, it's really stuck with me for the, for the rest of the year. Ben, did you ever get around to watching it? No, unfortunately I didn't, which is, uh, oh, probably I'm going to but... have to get your reaction. If you ever do get around to seeing it, it, it well, trauma <laughs> movies in general are, they should be a subgenre on their own because they are, I can imagine there'll be a lot of people that don't enjoy them, but I think if you accept them for yeah. what they are, then they are. There's something else. I think also, I mean, I don't know if it's the kind of movie you'd want to stick on at home, like while she's sort of chilling out. It's but like where we watched it, it was like party atmosphere. There was like beers, yeah. there was food. People were like like laughing outrageously loud, but like it's 
Yeah, it was all part yeah. of it. Like it was, it was just a really That's fun. The, the perfect place to um to watch it, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think that is. I definitely want to go to that event next year if they put it on again, especially if there's anything similar to that on. Like, like it was just a great, it was a great experience to watch it at that time. The other things I had as my as my discoveries this year, um, I saw Green Room for the first time this year, oh, which I was love that film, yeah, outstanding. And I also saw um, Unsane for this year, and I didn't know at the time watching it that it was entirely shot on iPhones. And hearing <laughs> that after I'd seen it, I was like. Yeah, that's blood. fairly incredible. Ben, yeah. ben yeah, rated this one um, a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I included it in my top five from last year. I think I included it in number five. Yeah, to see that that was shot in iPhone just makes you feel like I should really make a film right now. <laughs> yeah, I should start and if filming. It's not shit at least stuff. this good. <laughs> if it's not at least this good, I'm just yeah. gonna fucking smash that phone into fucking blame the phone. <laughs> I should have got an iPhone 7. Oh, it's because you've, you've got a 6, six. mate. It's no good. Yeah. It is mad to think that that was shot on an iPhone and like there are better iPhones out there already. That's, yeah. I mean, that is nuts. I saw some behind-the-scenes clips from that as well and all the little, you know, little little um, mounts and gimbals they had the phone on. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Self, just... You had a little selfie stick, you had a little skateboard that you could push it along <laughs> on. Yeah, it's just mad, isn't it? It's, it's, it is crazy. But there you go. That's what, that's what you get when you're an innovative person. Yeah. So those are things that I'd ever, I've played properly by the rules there, right? So this was for things that you saw this year but weren't necessarily out this year, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a new discovery for the last 12 months, I guess, yeah. So not, yeah. not yeah. really, could be anything from any time. Um, so in this, in the, my best new discovery, I included One Cut of the Dead because uh, obviously after me and Luke did watched it for the episode, I thought it was awesome, really innovative, really uh, unique, uh, hilarious, and just, just like a crazy, crazy time, right? Yeah. Uh, I really need to see it. I really do. Um, and I also included a film called The Wailing. Oh, yeah. Um, not, yeah, yeah. not sure if you guys have seen that. So like a, a South Korean uh, movie directed by... There really uh, is a lot of wailing in that film. Uh, Hong Tons Jin. There's bloody loads of wailing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's like really long. It almost feels like it could have been like a miniseries or something. Like it's sort of like two and a half hours. Mm like a sort of murder mystery with some weird like supernatural elements uh but yeah i really really enjoyed it and the leading actor um quack don one quack do one uh was amazing like just so many different emotions and it was just it was really creepy unnerving and kind of reminded me of like a south korean heavy rain where it kind of like just this constant rate constant sort of sense of dread as this sort of mystery unfolded and i really really enjoyed it it was bloody lovely i'll give that a go yeah yeah that's on netflix as well that's uh, that's got some like tears at the end as well i think that's uh like crying (laughs) i don't remember uh it's yes it's it's a good one yeah 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 it was awesome um so for me I didn't put it down, but I really should have uh, returned to return to Nukem High, aka Volume Two, because that's yeah, that was a fantastic discovery, um, and in that setting as well. But um, I put Cheap Thrills down, which I was just maybe I was just in the exact right mood for Cheap Thrills when I watched it. Like it just it was like uh, pitch dark comedy thriller thing about people, and it had David Kecker in, and I love David Kecker, no matter what he's in, uh, but. Yeah, have you seen Cheap Thrills? Did you watch it? No, I've not seen it. 
So it's about um, a couple of guys. One, both of the guys are down. Look, they've got no money. One of them's just lost his job. He's got a baby on the <clears> way. He needs money pretty quick. And he finds two quite wealthy people in a bar, David Kecker um, and some girl. I think she's in some stuff, but I've not seen. Uh, but they say, if you down the shop, I'll give you $20. Uh, and oh, then and then it just escalates okay. and escalates and escalates from there. Uh, they have to keep doing stuff. Like, it's funny. Like, it starts off, there is a point, there's a tipping point when he goes, oh, okay, this is, this is, this is a horror still. Like, it's not. It's not a comedy, but it's. Um... I think you've mentioned this before. Yeah, I I definitely should get round to watch that like episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns does that for Homer, right? That's where they got the uh, Simpsons did it. Yeah, Simpsons <laughs> always did it first. But, um, yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, I remember you explained it. Like, I I definitely be up for watching it. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people like that one. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it. so it's produced by Travis Stevens, who directed Girl on the Third Floor. Yeah, yeah, which I've noticed wasn't in your top five, Ben. It's. Uh... Although, no, no, no! Left that one out this year. Uh, although, although, like I say, like the artwork for that film, all the posters are fantastic for that film. I think it's yeah, sent one over definitely. to you. Uh, worst new discovery. This one, this one, make anyone feel really bad picking a, <laughs> a worst um, discovery of the year. I can make myself feel a bit better because I think I can. I can justify it by saying maybe I just wasn't in the right frame of mind or maybe it just didn't hit the mark for me. Maybe um, it was a terrible film. Go on. Yeah, may, maybe it was my maybe it's me, not them. <laughs> but um I watched um I watched The Dead Don't Die um uh, again I don't on the plane. <laughs> I haven't seen no, it, but I don't think that's you. I, I sort of watched it thinking, is this like one of those films like have you seen films like uh, The Life Aquatic with Steve Sisu? It's weird that you say that like that. I'm looking yeah. at Ben's t shirt and hat combo and I was thinking <laughs> <laughs> It's a look I go for pretty much every day. I was gonna mention as many different film marriage as possible. <laughs> it yeah, works, like, it works. It's a great look. That's that's a comedy that I get it. A lot of people would watch another. I thought that was fantastic, and I thought maybe I, I had the yeah. same with the dead don't with the dead don't die. Am I watching this, and it just hasn't resonated with me? But for other people, this is the the funniest thing in the world. But you know, maybe the maybe it's the children that are wrong, and I'm not out of touch. <laughs> but, um, but I, 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 I it, really did, it really did. <laughs> no, it's the kids that are wrong. <laughs> um, it was. I, watching it, I kept waiting for oh, this is gonna this is gonna click and it's gonna happen because everything about it. If you write all those things down, like if you watch the trailers for it as well, like there is there's no one in it that isn't fantastic, right? There 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 are tons of great people in it, but it just didn't. I don't know. Maybe it was too meta or too self aware or or too a lot of things, but I just oh, didn't. James Jarm, Jim Jarmusch, isn't it? Is that how you say his name? Jarmusch? Yeah. Um, so he directed Only Lovers Left Alive, which I kind of remember quite enjoying. Did but, the, um, the uh, Dead? The Dead Man? No, it's the Johnny Depp Cowboy? Dead Man, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dead Man, Broken Flowers, um, Patterson, that movie with uh, Adam Driver. I think that's great. Yeah, so I mean... It just didn't do it, just didn't do it for me, um, which is sad, but... It's, it's what it is. I'd be interested if me and Ben have the same one. Because there was What's a that? film that we... I'd be interested if our worst worst discoveries are the same film. Yeah, so, I mean, I've listed a few for my worst discoveries. <laughs> Here we go, from his list. Ben, um, before, before, before you say anything, Ben, I'm going to be writing your name down. If Sleepaway Camp is on one of your bad discoveries of the year. Oh, no. <laughs> 
Um, so I've got one, one to disappoint you, Luke. One to disappoint you, Andy. Oh, so I put happy death day to you. Sorry, Andy. Your 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 face your face pulls dead on Skype like glitched in the worst <laughs> a terrifying moment. It's like um, I've included wounds as well. Sorry, Luke. Uh, <laughs> uh, di- didn't really get on with either of those. Um, then I've included Pet Cemetery simply because it was such a massive disappointment. Where I came out of it like shaking my head, shook my head for about two hours after that. I know, but I think the worst new discovery simply because I think it might be one of the worst horror films I've seen maybe ever, maybe in a long time, but maybe ever, uh, was Ouija. Uh, Ouija. I forgot about how bad Ouija was. Yeah. I so also Ouija, forgot about Pet Cemetery. That was a disappointing one, Pet Cemetery. Yeah. So I switched Ouija. that off on the plane. That was, I just went to sleep. Oh, what, Pet Cemetery. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Ouija, I think, is the most, is like, it's just like, you, it's like getting every bad horror movie trope from the last 10 years put in a blender and then pouring out the gunk and then that is that is basically Ouija yeah. that's it yeah I, um, I, um, I had no redeeming qualities I, I think even it was think just... the filmmakers would agree not the director or the writer but the people who pay for it Blumhouse and all that kind of stuff yeah has I mean it's pretty part. surprising that, that there is a sequel that is pretty alright yeah um, but yeah that original is really hot dog shit <laughs> i've got a terrible safety choice for you here guys okay. um i'm taking the two films you i think i've heard you guys slam the most in the last 12 months and one of them you have to pick one that you'd watch watch again it can either you've either got to choose between this yeah or casting your minds back uber bowls um, alone oh, in the dark Christian Christ. was that this year oh, for God. <laughs> I think you talked about it this year it's not a film from this year no it's no pretty... that that might have taken place of my worst <laughs> discovery yeah oh, that, really? that, that one's well oh, worse than Ouija Ouija was like looks like a film I mean it, like it made sense as a film the alone in the dark one was was like oh, you said you said it's a film from the last 10 years the Ouija one uh, the alone in the dark was like 20 years like the early 90s mid 90s i guess the worst film tropes my, my worst new discovery by the way uh, is boar um which um oh yeah i just found like oh was, I, hey, so, did you find it a bore <laughs> I could, because like it's a uh, low budget so you can't go too harsh on it uh but i think there's really bad choices made in that film like it, it was every choice was kind of wrong but then you mentioned the low in the dark and I was like, no, Boar's pretty good, actually. <laughs> Compared to Alone um, in the Dark. Is that what? still the, wor- that's the worst one you guys have ever touched on the podcast? I think it's the lowest you scored. I think I've got that written down as an F minus. I think, it-, <laughs> I think yeah. it will be. I mean, there's a few that I think well, yeah. didn't sit right. The Nameless <laughs> didn't play well with me. But Oh, the, un- the Unnamable. The Unnamable. <laughs> oh, that was, yeah, that was but, not good. I mean, that's had some good moments. Alone in the Dark had no redeeming moments. <laughs> It was absolutely baffling. Plenty of it was, moments. It was just yeah. like one of those films where you know when I was like, it, new metal is like in the soundtrack, like yeah. bands like Saliva and Drowning Pool. Yeah, no, going on with Drowning. I'm just yeah. like, fucking gunfights. Gunfights yeah. set to new metal. Yeah, it was yeah. yeah that, was, that was good. Yeah, um, the second one of those. <laughs> that's... No. <laughs> no. Uh, t- talk, talking of um, low budget as well, I didn't. Like Doom Annihilation, 
Um, yeah, we know you pissed picking... off the director. Well, I don't you pissed him off, actually. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, this, hey, who's this white guy on Twitter? Yeah, it was me. Um, yeah, ben, spoilers for the next quiz, Ben. ben the, the, I am going to put in a question about how many different demons there are in there, so make sure yeah. you remember now he's told you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now he's told me. He's just oh, announced sorry, a new film like, called Ben one Annihilation. Was like, <laughs> oh, there's two different types of demons. One was a, one demon, and it was the same demon, but with a hat on. And he went, that's a different one there. <laughs> it's like a palette swap. Yeah. Like when both of you choose the same Ryu. No, yeah, 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 Ryu. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's completely different. One's wearing a Groucho yeah. Marx mask. Um, yeah, uh, uh, so uh, films we missed, I guess. I have a quick miss, list of films I missed. I've missed Doctor Sleep okay. um, this year because it was on for 15 minutes at the cinema. Um <laughs> I missed Brightburn this year for fairly similar reasons. I think you would really like Brightburn. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, I think I would. Um, I have missed Ma, uh, yeah. which is... Um, yeah. I'm not sure if it got a proper release. It was gone in a flash, but it looks like from the trailer it had some good moments. And I'm not sure if this counts, because I'm not sure it's had a proper release yet, but it's listed as a 2019 film, so haven't it? But I hear a lot of good things about Parasite, Oh, yeah. I, uh, I don't know if I call it a horror movie, uh, but it's got some horror movie elements. But yeah, it's it's a brilliant film. I would put that on like a top five best films of the year, not like horror Ooh. horror films of the year. Yeah. Is it you're going to consider an, an elevated horror like us? Like, um, not, Get I, don't Out was. I don't think it's even that. It's not, it's not, it's not horror enough to be in the, like, yeah. it's, what do you think, Ben? No, I think it's kind of like, it's like a dark comedy slash. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I'd, I'd love it. Someone gets burnt dressed as a bear. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Someone gets burnt dressed as a bear. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, um, uh, so yeah, I, I listed Ma as well. Ma missed that. Hmm. Um, and then a couple of things like that. I know you've seen Luke, like um, Nightmare Cinema, Tigers Are Not Afraid, oh, Two yeah. Things, and and Haunt as well. Uh, yeah, a few things good. that are on Shudder there that I probably need to watch. And yeah, I think you like uh, so, Haunt yeah. as well. Seems up your street. Get on board. So I'll keep them on on a list to watch maybe early next year. I've got uh, Little Monsters because everyone raves about it. So I think the the zombie thing has put me off a bit. Uh, I should just get over that and watch it. Uh, the Lighthouse, which came out this year, wasn't playing anywhere near me. I don't think. Um, oh, so... I have that on my list as well as movies I was looking forward to next year. I'm not sure if it's got. Has it got a wider release in the new year? So it's released officially in January. Um, oh, I think, okay. I think oh, okay. it comes yeah. out right the end. It comes out right the end of January in cinemas, UK right. cinemas. I think the US have had it for quite a few months now. Yeah, I put here Annabelle comes home as well. Uh, which now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I want. Maybe I watch it. After <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um, I've not seen any of the Anna- Annabelle films. The uh, creation one was good. I think it was good. I mean, I'd, 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 I do think like we were talking about recently, the haunted horror thing, the haunted house horror is, you know, it's a bit longer than the tooth now. So it may not play that well, but it, I remember it had some great scare gags in it. I saw Annabelle Comes Home, and for me, it was the same issues that I had with It Chapter 2, mm. in that there are several scenes that feel wildly unconnected to anything else that happened. It's just a horror set piece that they wanted to put in, and then it, it isn't really connected to yeah. the rest of the film. They just oh this will be scary. We'll put this in, but we can't get a whole film out of it. So yeah. 
the house that Annabelle is in is like a framing device for all okay. of this other stuff that they want to yeah. sneak together. They could have done an anthology TV show out of that house. Yeah. How how the things got there. Um, okay, so I guess stuff we're looking forward to in 2020. <clears throat> um, I've got a little list here of my stuff. So I put the lighthouse on this. Um knowing that it was right on the cutoff for the year and it was out some places. So that's something I'm looking forward to getting into early next year. Um, I've got the Blumhouse uh, slash Universal Monsters Invisible Man. That looks good from the trailer. I'm into that. Um, Halloween Kills, of course, we have coming up next year that I'm looking forward to. Um, Keeping with the honourable mention of video games. Can't wait to play Resident Evil Nemesis again with a remake of that. And the last oh, one yeah. I have is, it's not, I don't think it's even out till 2021, but given the horror elements, it's promising. I'm looking forward next year to hearing more about the new Doctor Strange. Didn't think I was too worried about the second Doctor Strange, but now hearing that Marvel are tackling a, a horror adjacent one and seeing how much good horror scares you can put into a, a 12A rated film with um, scary stories to tell in the dark. I'm looking forward to seeing how that starts coming together next year. It's going to be different. If Benedict Cumberbatch's face from different odd angles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting all wibbly wobbly like in Midsummer. <laughs> the uh, Doctor Strange people, the people who made Sinister. Um, so, you know, they know, they know how to scare the crap out of people. Uh, so, we'll see. I think I heard some Blade news as well that's going to be. Um, uh, in, right, yeah. in that film, but I don't know. Uh, I sorry, Ben, you go. Uh, so the only ones apart from that, so I included uh, a few of yours there. Uh, and the the Grudge is out. The Grudge remake, another remake, is out in January. So I thought, you know, I'll give that a go. Uh, that film, Underwater, with Kristen Stewart, uh, which looks like a cross between the Abyss and. Yeah. Aliens, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Looks pretty cool. Looks pretty interesting. Uh, obviously, we're getting the third Conjuring film, which is called The Devil Made Me Do It, or something like that. Is that what it's called? The Bloody the Devil gets my, the blame for everything. It's the reason it's not my twenty twenty list is because it's. I mean, I'll start watching it, obviously, but it's um, missing James One, isn't it? It's not, yeah, that's it's not true. Me. Yeah, um, Antlers as well. Yeah, that's on my list. Pretty interesting. That's written by. The guy who was a, the showrunner for all the Channel Zero uh, TV series. Oh, okay. Um, okay. He's uh, he's he's got like a weird dream horror element to everything he sort of touches. So I'm looking forward, to, and it's Del Toro. I think it's pretty. <laughs> cool. How so, much of Channel Zero did you get through in the end? Have you seen all of them? There's three seasons, right, or the more? There's four seasons. I saw the first three seasons. The one, uh, the third season with Rutger Hauer. The first two seasons are great. They've got great moments. But they don't, the entire, I mean, it's still worth watching, but they don't come together as well as you kind of want them to. And they've got great monsters. Like you, I'm sure you've seen the little tooth child. I've seen, I've know. only seen, I've only seen the Candle Cove, like the first yeah. season once. So I've seen the little toothy boy. Well, the rest get, from what I can tell, way more brutal horror. <laughs> so like the second one has got some great design. The third one with Rutger Hauer is, um, it's called Butcher Bay or something. And it's about uh, this family of butchers, who sort of owned this town uh, disappeared at some point in time. And then people, lower class people are going missing as they walk through this park uh, at nighttime. And then they're getting eaten by this family who are like uh, still there, but like in a different plane of existence with the Rutger Hauer family. 
and they're just okay. eating people. Like it's brutal, but it's it's just a really weird dream horror, and it it's fantastic. Apparently, the fourth season is the best one. The it's a um, is that No End House or is that season two? That's season three. No End House has got some great moments, but again, it doesn't quite come together in the end. So I would like it to. Um, but what's the um, the fourth one's meant to be a bit Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like uh, about like a, a imaginary friend or something. I'll tell you what. That's one I've missed. Uh, Daniel isn't real. That looks cool as well. From what I, can, what I saw oh, yeah. a little bit about yeah. that, I've got it on my to watch list. But I didn't know enough about it to really yeah. comment. Sorry, Ben. Yeah, so Antlers. I'm looking forward to that. I think it'd be good. Yeah, and uh, are we getting Candyman next year? That'd be cool. Is that next year? Jordan Peele's The Candyman. Candyman. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought I thought it was 2020. So yeah, so it's listed as 2020 film. Um, so it's going to be directed by Naya Da Costa. Who's done not all that much? Top mm. Boy, he's done the series, the, uh, which I've seen, which isn't horror in any way. Uh, but yeah, starring. Social um, deprivation is horrific in its own way, Ben, so. You know. you, you're right, you're right there, you're right there, Andy, of course. Um, uh, so it's um, uh, dude Yaha uh, Abdul Mateen II, um, obviously, he was in Watchmen. And Aquaman, oh, yeah. <laughs> Aquaman, yeah. uh, Aquaman, the Watchman. Aquaman, the Watchman. Uh, so he's playing the, the leading guy, and he's pretty ace. And Jordan Peele, I think, is involved in some way. Is it like Monkey Paul Productions are releasing it? Is he producing it? Yeah, I thought it's just Jordan Peele not directing it. No. Oh, okay. No. So it's, oh, it's writ- written by uh, Jordan Peele and Win Win Roosevelt. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, slated for release on the 12th of June 2020. So, yeah. Cool. Nice. So, the only one I've got here that you haven't mentioned already, um, I don't know if this is going to be 2020, but it does say when I had a quick Google, is Last Night in Soho, which is the Edgar Wright horror film. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, it's a horror film, is it? It's a Giallo film set in Soho, London, apparently. Um, yeah, no, I, I haven't really looked into it too much. I imagine if it's Edgar Wright, it's not going to be what it says in the tin. Like, it's there's going to be some. Uh, I can't imagine he's going to do a straight horror film, but I don't know. It's going to be like having a tin of Quality Street and you open it up, it's roses. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's he says he's, he's talked about uh, Jarlo and Nicholas Rogue, uh, so maybe it's going to be a bit more serious. I kind of hope not. I like uh, yeah, I that Edgar Wright is more playful. But we'll see. Tricking you with a cast, and it'll be Nicholas Lindhurst, and they'll be like, "Ha ha!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's only just that's only just hit me. That's what you just said. Very nice. There we go. That's it. That's it. So we got. Uh, let me just make sure we're all accounted for in the Facebook group. Uh, midsummer. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. So yeah, I guess we're gonna do a deck, uh, our best favorite films of the decade episode at some point soon. We're gonna do a top ten. Um, yeah, let's do a top ten, you mugs. We up for that? <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> oh, yes, he's already Sorry. bringing the bringing the umbridge. Um, okay, now that film <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Happy death day to you in a top ten, Andy. Fucking get out! Of here. <laughs> um. Uh, Andy, yeah, you want to do want to jump in for that one as well? Yeah, I'll come and join you guys. Go sounds uh, sounds good. I'll um, I, we think we did pretty well at having a good mix. 
this time. I think that there were too many crossovers. No, I think that's pretty good. I think doing this, I always kind of feel like, oh, so you're going to be the same five, but in a different order. But yeah, everyone included different things. Shows how individual we all are, right? Yeah, and we can all still get along nicely, unless you believe you know, in different things politically. <laughs> in that case, get to fuckery. <laughs> politically? Get out of here. Like different horror films than me. Off you that's go. All right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay, right. Uh, is there anything anyone wants to say before we wrap up? Um, uh, happy new year happy new year happy new year to everyone thanks for listening in 2019 i hope you continue to listen in 2020 because things are only going to get better or maybe they've plateaued and you'll just enjoy good quality podcasts from us from now on it's not going to go down now. don't worry about that that's a promise <laughs> okay well i mean like, all good roller coasters. Twist, Ben's, i'm gonna have to watch congo in which case <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I actually, Ben, I didn't I haven't seen you over Christmas, but um, I finally found a copy um, in a computer exchange in Swindon. So I've got that for you as a Christmas present. When I get my move finished um, in the new year, I'll be in, in February, I'll present that to you as a late Christmas present from me to you. Nice oh, copy dude. of Congo. <laughs> dude, that would be incredible. Is it, what is it, DVD? Blu-ray? It's a, it's a DVD. HD <laughs> DVD. Oh, well, Blu-ray would have been better, but <laughs> <laughs> it might you. it might even be it might be even be a classical Blu-ray. You know what? You to, Steve, do you have to turn over halfway through? Very nice. <laughs> wow. I actually do. I actually do love that film. I really do. Yeah, it's got a special place in my heart as a family horror. adventure. Horror. Horror. <laughs> horror. Yeah. Okay. Plus, you're going to need to revise it as I inevitably bring up more and more obscure trivia I from know. it every time we do a quiz. I, I can't wait for the day we do that as an episode and I'm just like mysteriously yeah. ill or something <laughs> Andy, on, the, on, the, on, the, uh, on the DVD case that you, yeah. it says the genre of the film right what genre it does, does it say? I will, I will scratch it out and written <laughs> horror <laughs> I, I'll, I'll run downstairs in a minute after we finish recording and I will look at it and I'll, t- I'll tell you what I'm it just, says I mean I'm just going to bring it up I won't. I'm not trying to st- tread on anyone's toes. On letterbox, it just says adventure slash action. Well, oh, I can't well. believe letterbox. I, gen- I, I gen- genuinely lost your sound there, Ben. So I can't understand what you said. Anyway, <laughs> anyway yeah, just brought to you by to Hawker into- Head over to hawkerleave.com. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawkerleave. Uh, Congo is a horror movie. Thanks to Carvatch Cameron for our theme music. Congo is a horror movie. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners who enjoyed the show. Congo is a horror movie. And thanks to my co host. <laughs> Congo is a horror movie. Yeah, uh, so thanks, Andy, for joining us. Uh, we look good to get you back on next oh, week. It's a decade pleasure, left. guys. Uh, thanks to my co host, Congo is a horror movie. And uh, for being a right horror dude. <laughs> You sp- I can't tell if you're speaking English. It sounds like you're speaking in tongues to me. You just keep saying something that doesn't make any sense. What, what do you think he said, Ben? He's saying something about uh, Congo being the best action adventure of 1995. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nice one. Right. Thank, Thank you, guys. Happy New Year. Bye. Happy
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.